Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we give the Lord some praise? Hallelujah. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Come on, that's all right. Magnify the Lord. Lord, we praise your holy name. Amen. Take me down just a little bit in the monitors, please. Amen. I don't want to blow my eardrums out, let alone theirs. Amen. Isn't God good? Amen. You know, that's just something we say a lot, isn't it? But I've never known Him to be anything else. Amen. He is good God. He is a loving God. He is a just God, a faithful God. Amen. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's always been right there. Amen, and I'm so thankful for his faithfulness towards us. Amen, towards our family. Amen, such a privilege and an honor to come stand behind this pulpit and deliver the word of God. Amen, a lot of great men have preached right here. Amen, I'm probably one of the least among them, but I'm so thankful for the opportunity. Amen, to deliver a word. Amen, hallelujah. Amen, I give honor tonight to my pastor. Amen, thank you for the opportunity. Amen, Bishop. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Give you honor tonight. Amen. Brother Mason. Amen. In what short time I've known y'all, y'all have impacted my life greatly. Amen. I was telling Kelsey on the way home, I don't know if God put me here to help them get out of all their structured stuff or if God put me here to get me into this structured stuff. Amen. Amen. I'm kind of one of those guys that kind of just goes with the flow. Amen. And I'm learning. Amen. Mr. Sound Man, I'm learning. Amen. I give honor also tonight to my to my father. Amen. He was my pastor. Amen. He is probably one of the best men in the whole wide world. Amen. I get to talk to him a little bit more than I used to over the last year or so. Amen. But dad, I love you. Thank you for all that you've done for me. For all that you poured into me. Amen. Pastor had it right. Amen. If there's anything good in me, it's because my pastor and my father have poured theirself into me. Amen. And taught me good, righteous, godly things. Amen. And I'm so thankful for that for my mother. Amen. I think they had a little truck trouble on the way up here, but they came nonetheless. Amen. Rented a car or a truck or something to get here. I don't know what they did, but they always make a way. Amen. So thankful all for all the rest of my family for being here. Amen. My brother-in-law. Amen. Sister-in-law. So glad to have y'all. Amen. Amen. My sister's here and her husband. Amen. I just kind of got a fan club back there. Amen. I feel at home. Amen. Sister Jerry. Amen. So glad to see you. Amen. And also my sweet wife. Amen. I can't tell you how much I lean on her. She has been good to me. Amen. She keeps me straight. She tries. She tries her best to keep me straight. I'm so thankful for her. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Amen. Let's go into the Word. Amen. We're going to start in the book of Matthew. Let's go to the 15th chapter, the 21st verse. 
Amen. Then we're going to skip over to Mark, the 15th chapter, and the 43rd verse. But starting in Matthew 15 and 21, it said, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coasts and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not me to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs, or two dogs. She said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. If we could skip over to the book of Mark, the 15th chapter, the 43rd verse. Amen. This is after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. It says, And Joseph of Arimathea, an honorable counselor, which also waited for the kingdom of God, came and went boldly unto Pilate and craved the body of Jesus. Amen. With the help of the Lord, I want to try to preach tonight just simply on hunger. Are you hungry for the body of Christ? Amen. Can we lift our hands and go before the Lord and ask Him to minister in this place? Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for another opportunity to come into your house. Lord, we thank you because I know that you're here right now in this place. And you said if where two or three are gathered together and you're there, Lord, there you'll be in your name. So, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in this house and we trust you. God, I know that your word will not return void. So, Lord, minister in this place. Have your way. Lord, let me to get out of the way and let your word to do the work tonight. We thank you for it and we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Why don't you shake your neighbor's hand as you're being seated? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hungry for the body of Christ? Amen. I believe it's a good thing to have a healthy appetite. It's a good thing to hunger after the word of God. The amazing thing about that is that you can feed and you can feast and, and you can eat until your heart's content and it seems like you never, ever get all the way full. Man, there's many times that we can be preached, uh, many things we can be preached to out of the word of God, but I love the fact that every time you open it up, God seems to reveal something else. Man, he seems to open your eyes. Amen, but... Over the years, it's become uh, just a hunger to dive into the Word and to know the Word because the Word is what's going to save you. Amen. The Word is what's going to keep you. Amen. It's not just by songs that we're saved, but we're saved by the foolishness of preaching. The preaching of what? The preaching of the Word. Amen. Have you ever been hungry? Amen. Not just a little hungry that... Uh, that you know, you, you just feel like you're hungry. But I'm talking about have you ever really been hungry? All right. yes. To the point where you would get up in the middle of the night and take your pajamas off and put on your clothes and put your socks and shoes on and go to the store because you were hungry yes. for something. Have you ever been hungry? Yeah. Amen. I, growing up, I was kind of picky with my food. I, I didn't. Uh, if you give me a burger, please do not put mayonnaise or ketchup or uh, mustard or, or definitely not that grass green stuff lettuce uh, please don't put that on my burger amen because I, I, I just don't eat that stuff 
I mean, but it's, it's in my experience that if you're hungry, if you're really hungry, all that stuff doesn't matter. And man, my, my mother used to, she used to, to make sure that it was all right that I got my double cheeseburgers plain. My father would say, you just scrape that thing off, son. You take them pickles and that onion off and scrape that bun and you just eat it. Amen. If you're hungry enough, you'll, you'll take it however you can get it. Have you ever been hungry enough to get out of the bed in the middle of the night and go get something? Amen. Have you ever been that hungry? I mean, you see, when you're hungry enough, I mean, you'll do whatever it takes to get what you want to get. You'll go to whatever lengths it takes to pursue and to get that which you're craving. Amen. You'll pull the pickle and the onion off if you have to, and you'll scrape off the mustard. If you're really, really hungry, amen, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. The problem is, is if you're hungry for the right things and the righteous things, God will fill you. But if you're not hungry for the, if you're hungry for the unrighteous things, it's probably not going to happen. And the problem is, a lot of time the righteous things don't taste very good. Sometimes, Amen. The thing is, sometimes you don't like the answer. Amen. It may not be the one you want to hear, but if you're really hungry, if you're really desiring to hear a word from the Lord, you'll take it. You'll take it, however He presents it to you. I mean, God didn't say that if you were hungry, uh, a ham sandwich would fall on your plate. That's right. That would be great. Yeah. Save a lot of money. Yeah, right. Amen. He didn't promise a meal every time. Yeah. Right. He didn't promise a meal every time, but he did promise. He did promise that if you seek, you shall find. He promised that if you ask, it shall be open. And he promised that if you knock, it shall be open. Yeah. Amen. Are you hungry tonight for the word? Amen. Some people don't believe that you have to initialize miracles. Amen. They're just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the Lord. Amen. I told the kids this morning, we were talking about soul winners. I said, if you're going to be a soul winner, don't sit at your house and wait for somebody to walk up to the door and knock on the door and say, tell me about your Jesus. Some people are just waiting on the Lord. I mean, it'd be the same way with their miracles. They need something from the Lord. They need a healing. They need God to minister to a financial situation, but they're just waiting on the Lord. Just waiting on the Lord. Some people struggle with receiving the Holy Ghost because of this thinking. Some people struggle with soul winning because of this, uh, this same idea and ideology. I mean, they keep praying their same old little prayer, hoping that just one day maybe God is going to have enough pity on me that he's going to bless me. Amen. No, you have to go after it. I mean, you have to aggressively pursue what you want to possess. I mean, are you hungry tonight? I mean, some have made a doctrine on waiting for the Lord. Sometimes you do, but God is waiting on you. Have you ever been aggressive enough to request a miracle? Have you ever really been aggressive enough to come up to the front and not just say, God, I need a touch, but Lord, I'm not leaving here until I receive a miracle. Amen. Sometimes it's hard because we see the people that we think maybe shouldn't receive the blessing. They seem to get a blessing first. 
The people that need a raise, it, it seems like they get all the money in the world and they, they just continue to get raises and uh, they might have two or three cars in the, in the garage and a big two, three-story home and, and everywhere, hey, here I am, I can barely make my mortgage payment. God, I'm working 40, 50 hours a week. I don't know what to do. Just waiting on the Lord. God, I'm waiting on a blessing from you. I mean, why do they get that raise? They don't deserve. They don't deserve it. Amen. You have to be aggressive enough to seek, to ask, to knock. You must pursue what you want to possess. And sometimes the, this will bless the one. God will bless the very one that you think isn't worthy enough. Why? Because they've tapped into the aggressive pursuit of God. They've become just hungry enough to make their way to Jesus. Amen. It may make you upset, but it did when Jesus preached it too. Amen. Why, why are the unbelievers receiving miracles and, and why are they getting out of wheelchairs and, and, and why is all of the good things seem to be happening to them? It just doesn't make sense. But Jesus said it very clearly. He said in all the house of Israel, uh, there was a great famine and out of all the widows of Israel, there was one widow that was sustained. Amen. And she wasn't an Israelite. She wasn't a child of the promise. And while they were still upset about that, he told them about the story of Naaman. Naaman was a no-name man. He was a Syrian. He wasn't supposed to receive a, a blessing. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't a child of the king. I mean, he wasn't a son of Abraham. All the men in Naaman's time died that had leprosy. They died of leprosy. Naaman. I mean, God said that uh, there's an occasional exception to the rule. However, you'll never be the exception to the rule as long as you sit there, cross your arms, and wait on the Lord. If you don't pursue after that what you want to possess, my friend, you're probably never going to get it. You'll die lonely and wonder where, the, where, where was God when I needed him and, and where was the Holy Ghost when I needed it to comfort me and, and what, what went wrong? Could it be that we weren't pursuing him? I mean, you have to get to the point that you will take the miracle any way that you can take it. It's flat out hungry. Amen. This woman in the story was not a spiritual woman. She was not a woman of the covenant. Amen. She wasn't worthy uh, in the eyes of all the followers of Jesus. Amen. To receive a, a touch from the Lord. Amen. But she was an aggressive woman. She was an aggressive woman. I believe God loves aggressive people. Amen. God loves aggressive people. If not, he wouldn't have loved Peter. Amen. You're talking about a crazy man. Amen. He wasn't scared to get out of the boat. He wasn't scared to do the unthinkable. When, when some soldiers tried to take Jesus away, he drew a sword and he cut an ear off of a man. He was aggressive. Amen. I believe that God loves aggressive people. Amen. This woman made a journey all across the land of Tyre and Sidon. Amen. To come to see Jesus. She wasn't spiritual. She, had a, she just had a problem. Her daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. I mean, it wasn't a simple problem, but this was a big problem. The first thing she said was, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. She knew that she wasn't fit for the miracle. She knew that she was uh, in the lineage of, of Abraham. She was not the one to receive this, but she was desperate. She said, Jesus, my daughter is grievously vexed. When you're desperate for a miracle, you'll do whatever it takes to receive it. 
If you're desperate, truly desperate for a miracle, you'll do whatever it takes. You'll go wherever you have to go. You'll say whatever you have to say. You'll do whatever you have to do. You'll pay whoever you have to pay. You'll go to any doctor, physician, whatever it takes. You'll do whatever you can to receive a miracle. Amen. People can be so easily offended today. Look at society. But when you're hungry, amen, the way that you look to people doesn't matter anymore. Amen, the way that people look at you doesn't matter anymore when you're truly hungry. Son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And he said nothing. He didn't answer. Have you ever been there? Cried out to Jesus, Lord, I need you. I need you to move tomorrow. I, I, I can't wait. I need you to move tomorrow when there's no answer. God, I have a situation in my life that, God, I have to make a decision today. Please, Lord, speak to me and lead me and guide me. And sometimes there's no answer. Some of us would pack up our bags and leave and never come back. Amen. If Jesus treated us the way that he treated this woman. Amen. Mm. Amen. You see the problem. Amen. She had to push her way through the crowd. She had to make her way through all of the church folks that were following Jesus around. The ones that, uh, that seen the miracles and the one that heard the teaching of this great rabbi. They were the ones that, they were the churchgoers, so to speak. But she had to press her way through them before she could even make it to Jesus. And I'm sure they shoved back. Amen. But it seems that sometimes all, all that we focus on is me. Amen. Uh, the people, they, uh, you find that they, uh, the disciples said, Jesus, please do something with her. They're, she's crying after us. She wasn't crying after them. She wasn't seeking after them. She was seeking after Jesus. And man, so many times we get wrapped up in ourselves and think they came for me. They come to hear this. They come to see this, this be played this way. And all the while, it's not about you and it's not about me. But it's about our problem in Jesus. Amen. The woman's problem wasn't even her own. It was her daughter's problem. Amen. Jesus didn't say a word. Are you at that point? Let me tell you. Uh, let me tell. Let me let you in on a little secret. All right. Come on. God can't lie. He can't lie. So it might be that he's just being very careful with his words. And God doesn't run off at the mouth, and he doesn't get caught up in chitter chatter, and and he doesn't get caught up in gossip and all of that. Why? Because his words are too powerful. Whatever he speaks, it happens. Amen. You know, we could say the sky is purple all day long and that would be a lie. But if God uttered the words, it would turn purple. God is very careful when he chooses his words. Amen. He let her cry out for a while. Jesus said, I'm going to let you seek for a while. I'm not convinced if you want it yet. I'm not, I'm not really cons- uh, convinced if you're hungry enough. He didn't say a word. Right. Then she had to press her way through the controversy, 
through all of the people she had to press her way through the disciples and through the followers all the way to Jesus the problem was she needed to see Jesus and there were people in the way but that didn't stop her she went anyhow amen I've known people that were so broke that they would go to a welfare office in search of money amen I'm talking about broke no money in the, in, in the, in the bank account and, right. and no cash in the pocket and no groceries in the, in the cupboard and, yeah. and they didn't know what they were going to do for their next meal and, right. and they would get there just to find the lady at the desk would say, I'm sorry, there's nothing I could do. And you see, if they wanted anything, if they desired anything, they wouldn't pack their stuff up and go home said well I gave it a good shot I gave it my best it didn't work out so we'll just, we'll just go on home and maybe the Lord's going to bless me and, and maybe I'll just open the, uh, the, the mailbox and there a check will be and, and God will take care of me but no that person would fight back the tears in the line of that welfare office and they would say, that's all right, ma'am. Can you please give me an application? Is there any way you could check again? They would press, and they would do everything within their power to make sure that their need was met. And then he finally answered the woman. And he said, I'm not sent to bless you. I'm not sent. I- I'm sent after the lost sheep of Israel. Amen. you're not why I'm here. Amen. she was a nobody. I mean, it's very funny to what happened next. She fell. She worshipped him. Wonder, have you ever decided, made up in your mind, that I need something, and even if the answer isn't what you're looking for, fell on your face and worshipped him anyhow. You ever taken the miracle just like it was? Some of you will get it here in a minute. In a minute, Amen. Jesus then tried to reason with her. He said that it's not meat for me to give this uh, this to the dogs. It's uh, this is the children's meat, and I'm not supposed to bless you. She said, "Yes, I am a dog. It might be that I am a dog, but even the dogs can eat the crumb off the bread that falls from the master's table. So go ahead and give the children the loaf." Go ahead and give them the miracle. I know that you got enough power and enough ability that if I could just have the leftovers, if I could just have the crumbs that would fall off the miracles of all the other ones around you, that God, that would be just enough for me. She was hungry for a miracle. She said, I met your children. I pressed my way through your children. You see, they were gathered all around you, but they weren't asking for miracles and they weren't asking to see you do great miracles and, and rock great wonderful things. I've seen your, your children there. They don't even appreciate who you are. I had to make my way through them. I had to get to you because you're the one that I need. I've met them children, so you go ahead. And you bless them if that's what you're going to do. I understand you've made a covenant with them a long time ago. But I understand that you've got enough power and ability to touch me too. I don't have to have a five-course meal. The place setting doesn't have to be just right. 
I don't even how to, to know to distinguish the salad fork from the from the dinner fork and the and the dessert spoon from the from the other spoons. I, I don't even know how to do that, but one thing I do know. One thing I do know is that you have the ability to touch my daughter too. Man, I have no right to the bread. Amen. It's all right. I'll take the crumbs. She knew that people in the church waste Jesus. She knew sometimes that they take for granted the anointing that God pours out. Sometimes they mishandle the thing that God would give them that is so dear and so wonderful. She knew that there was going to be crumbs. People waste his anointing. They get so used to the presence and his anointing that they will just walk right past him sometimes and they'll just waste a miracle. Man, it's not his will that any should perish. I don't believe that God desires us to live under our means, but I believe God wants to bless us. And I believe he wants to pour out his spirit on us. Amen. Have you ever wasted him? You see, when you're not hungry, you tend to waste things. Amen. Lainey was come to us the other night, and we were eating dinner pretty late, and she said she wanted... Uh, an iPad or something. I don't even remember what it was. And Kelsey told her, she said, no, you know the deal? You can't have that until you finish eating. It wasn't just a few seconds. She come back in there. She said, I'm done. Well, I knew she doesn't eat that fast. If she did, she'd be choked. I asked Kelsey, I said, what happened? She said, I heard her scrape her plate out. She took our plate to the garbage can and she scraped her food off. She just wasted it. So many times spiritually, we make our way in through the doors and we hear the word of God and we see God pour out his miracles on people and we see people receive the Holy Ghost and we'll walk right out them doors and say, oh, that was good. That was good. We'll do it again next time. Wasting the presence of the Lord. It's easy. I'm fifth, sixth. Sometimes, uh, I I don't know if my kids are seventh generation or or sixth generation. We have a long lineage of of Pentecost, and I'm I'm very proud of that. But it didn't come by wasting the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let me tell you something. That drug addict... That murderer, that child molester, amen. There's enough forgiveness left over in the crumbs to forgive him too. So many times we think this is all about me. This is all about my promise and the promise unto me and my children and as many as the Lord my God should call. And we think that just applies to our family. But the same God, same one, pours out a miracle and feeds his children is there waiting to touch those. Don't waste the crumbs. Hallelujah. Some of us say the children of God, if, if God, if you'll bless me, I'll run the aisles. If you'll heal me, I'll dance a little bit. Drop in crumbs. 
Lord, if you if you let somebody uh, if you let somebody receive a little touch from you tonight, I'll tell somebody at the job tomorrow. Dropping crumbs, uh-huh. wasting the presence of the Lord. Yes. I mean, this is why when you're a newborn, you want to be at church every time the doors are open. You, you want to be there every time. You don't want to miss a service. You don't want to miss one presence of the Lord because you, you, you haven't ever, ever been able to taste of the bread and these miracles that Jesus has given. But you, you started to get a taste of these crumbs. You get hungry for what God is doing. Amen. There's a time in your life when all you can do is get crumbs. Sometimes that's all you get. Some people only want him in the loaf. Nonchalant with them in the crumbs. Lord, that's not what I want to hear. I know you might say no, but I'm kind of feeling this is what you want me to do. Nonchalant with the crumbs. Amen. But if there are eggs in the crumbs... If there are eggs in the loaf, there's eggs in the crumbs. Right. And if there's yeast in the, in, the, in the bread, then there's yeast in the crumbs. You don't know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. If there's healing in the loaf, yes. there's healing in the crumbs. Right. And if there's deliverance in the bread, there's yes. deliverance, deliverance in the crumbs. Why are you not being healed? Maybe it's because you got your eyes fixed on the loaf. Not accepting the crumbs. Too good for the crumbs. She said, I know you have enough power to heal my daughter. Just with the overflow. Just with the overflow. Man, she put the saints to shame. Put them to shame. She said, the music doesn't just have to be right for me to receive a miracle. People don't have to get out of their seats just so I can receive what it is that I need to receive. There might just be a few people in here, but God, I know, beyond the shadow of a doubt, if I can just get the crumbs, I don't need the whole thing. Just give me the crumbs. She was hungry. She had the mentality, if you'll bless me, you won't have to deal with me again. Just, just give me the crumbs and I'll be on my way. Some of you are waiting for the perfect situation. Waiting for the perfect miracle to fall from heaven. Waiting to find manna on your doorstep. Just waiting. When other people around you are receiving that that they need to receive. There's power in the crumbs. I mean, I was at the end of my rope. I was lost and I was undone. I was in need of a financial situation and I was hungry. I don't need the loaf, I just need the crumbs. I just need the crumbs. In spite of not being served what I thought I deserved. You might think that you deserve a steak dinner every time. And a baked potato with cheese and, yeah. and butter. We, <laughs> we, uh, we started in class Sunday and we, we went through the outline of prayer. And, and I kind of felt led to do some fasting this week with the, with the children. 
Not children, I'm sorry. Please don't take offense to that with the young kids. Young adults. Man, I'll get it right in a minute. They're almost as old as I am. But I said we're going to fast this week, and we devied up every day. And wouldn't you know it, I say, God, cut Monday morning, wash my face, anointed my head. Right. I ready to do some fasting. I said, Lord, I need you to speak to me. Give me a word. He said, are you hungry? I said, Lord, thou knowest. You know I'm hungry. I eat breakfast every morning, and I'm doing without. Are you hungry? Are you really hungry for what God would have for you? Amen. Amen. Some people can do more with the crumbs than others can do with the loaf. I can make the best of a bad situation with just a crumb. It's all right. Let me have just what falls off the table. I'll get me a plate and I'll get me a knife and a fork. I'll put my bib on even if it's just a bite and I will savor the crumbs not going to waste it. No. I mean, I'm not going to stop pressing until I receive that which God has for me. Right. Some of us need to thank Him for the crumbs. Some of us need to thank Him for the crumbs. Hallelujah. Amen. But then we go with me, if you will, to Luke 16. Luke 16 and 19. Said there was a certain rich man with clothed in purple and fine linen fared sumptuously every day and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at the gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table moreover the dogs came and licked the sores it came to pass that the angel that the beggar died was carried by the angels into the into Abraham's bosom the rich man also died and was buried. You see, I'm, I'm not aggravated at the beggar for being a beggar. I'm not frustrated with him not having enough to eat. I'm not mad at him hanging by the gate of the rich man. That seems like a good place to be if you don't have anything. But you see, it's one thing when all you have access to are crumbs. And it's another thing when all you do is desire the crumbs. You see, there was a big separation between the woman and the beggar. And man, no doubt the beggar, I'm sure, might have at one point or another had access to more than just crumbs. But it said all that he desired was crumbs. There comes a time in which you have been pulled to another level. I mean, God does, He's done more than, uh, than just sustain you. He wants to do more than just feed you the crumbs. Comes a time in our spiritual life that, that, that it's not just all about the crumbs. When God desires to bless you, amen, we're still desiring just the crumbs. The crumbs were good enough for me. That's all I want is just the crumbs. And we have set our appetite to just crumbs. He wants to bless you, but you don't feel like you're deserving of more than just 
You don't think that you're worthy of the loaf. You see, when you're outside of the kingdom of God, it's all right to desire the crumbs. But when you're born again and adopted into the commonwealth of Israel, when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and God has done marvelous things in your life and he satisfied you and he sustained you with the crumbs, it's time that we build our appetite up and desire more than just the crumbs. Amen. The blessings of the children are ours to be obtained too. Crumbs are great for survival. But the loaf is for the children. The crumbs are good to survive on. They're good to get you through the dry times. When it feels like God's not speaking to you, the crumbs are good. There comes a time when God wants to give you a loaf. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You say, I just want the crumbs. The loaf is for the children. The enemy knows that if you just desire the crumbs, he can limit you to just underneath the table. If you can just desire just the leftovers. Just the secondhand miracles. Right, right. He can keep you under the table. Uh-huh. Yes. I wonder if you've ever been tired of just being under the table. Mm-hmm. Been adopted in. Right. Join heirs. Join heirs with the ch- with the with the the children yeah. of God's purpose of God's divine covenant. We have we have been made join heirs with Jesus Christ. Yeah. That that is his is mine. Right. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills, the hills and the cattle. He owns it all. The place that he walks on are streets of gold, gates of pearl, walls of jasper. He doesn't desire just the crumbs for his people. I wish some of us could get hungry enough where we say no more crumbs. No more crumbs. God has desired to fill fill you fully, but you just want the crumbs. Uh Hallelujah. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I acted like a child, but when I became a man, I put away my childish things. It's time that we make our way past our appetite of the crumbs. It's time that we get tired of just getting leftovers and secondhand miracles. It's tired of, I'm tired of just hearing about the church down the street having a 50 soul revival. I'm tired of hearing about people being healed and delivered in other places. That's great and that's good and I'm glad that God has done those things. I want more than just the crumbs. You see, I want God to make his way into this place. And I want to see when, when the elders lay their hands on the sick. I want to see the blind eyes receive their sight. And I want to see those that need a miracle. I want to see it happen before my eyes. I want to see the people who wheel in in a wheelchair. I want to see them. I'm tired of just the crumbs. The same mediocre thing anymore isn't good enough. We've been called to a higher place, a higher level in God. I wish some of us could get our feel on our crumbs and make our way to the point where God, I'm ready for more than just, just the milk 
I'm ready for more than just the formula. God, you give me the word. I'm hungry for the meat. I've grown some teeth now. God, give me the meat. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want to see somebody walk in off the streets tattooed up. I want to see somebody's life who is mixed up and out of control and, and contemplating suicide make their way through the doors and find their way to an altar and give their way over to God. But it's not just going to happen waiting on the Lord. It's not just going to happen just by waiting patiently. Here I am waiting on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall man and wings like evil eagles wrong kind of weight wrong kind of weight they were talking about weight on put your weight on they weren't talking about weight well it's about time we've done our flyers we we waited for the lord and now it's up to God to send uh, when we're ready when we can handle uh, when we can handle the increase God is going to send it when the music gets just right, people are going to receive the Holy Ghost. When we get all the bugs worked out of the baptistry and it's ready all the time, people are just going to flood in to be baptized. No, you have to aggressively pursue, aggressively go after that which you want to possess. You want to see souls saved? God is great. God is good. Please don't mistake me for this. Souls are saved by the foolishness of preaching. But preaching doesn't stop right here. If you want to see people's souls saved, we can go out the doors and into the streets. There's a multitude of people out there who need to be saved. <laughs> maybe that's how we come to the Lord. Maybe that's how uh, that maybe that's how we found the Lord. Amen. We just we just walked wandered in and just I guess by by happenstance the Lord just filled us with the Holy Ghost. We raised our hand one day and repented for our sins and boom God filled us with the Holy Ghost. What a wonderful thing. No. You wanted the Holy Ghost. You desired the Holy Ghost. You were hungry for the Holy Ghost. We need healing, but you don't realize that the healing's in the loaf. You want to see people filled with the Holy Ghost? Don't forget that he, the, uh, the Holy Ghost is in the loaf. We need more than just the crumbs. Amen. If the, uh, the musicians would make their way, I'm, I'm going to hasten to a close. We've got a lot more to do. Amen. In John, the 21st chapter, I heard a story one time of some soldiers in World War II, some U.S. soldiers. They found their way to a concentration camp. And uh, there were some Jews there. They were very malnourished. Skin and bones. Hadn't had anything to eat since God knows when. 
And these people, the U.S. Army, they came in. And all they had in their pockets were candy. And they had some chocolate and, and they had different things. And, and they felt so bad for these people seeing just a, a human whittled down to nothing but just skin and bones. So they started to give them all that they had. The terrible thing to this situation was a lot of people died. Their bodies couldn't handle it. They'd gone without food for so long that they couldn't handle a meal. Crumbs were what they needed. Crumbs were sufficient at that point in time. In John, the 21st chapter. Let's, let's start at the third verse. It said, And Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. And they said unto him, We also go with thee. And they went forth and entered into the ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. When the morning was now come, Jesus stood at the shore. But the disciples knew, knew not that it was Jesus. And Jesus said unto them, Children, have you any meat? Funny to say something to... I guess my mind got to thinking like pastors for just a minute. Amen. I love the way he thinks. Have you any meat? You think he was just talking about fish? I think he was just talking about the fish. Do you have any meat? And it may be cleared up a little bit towards the end of the chapter. I don't know. I wasn't there. But they answered and said no. And he said unto them, Cast thy nets on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore that the disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, Is it the Lord? Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girded his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked. He did cast himself into the sea, and the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far off from the land. But it were two hundred cubits dragging the nets with the fishes, and soon uh, as they were come to the land, they saw a fire with coals, and there were fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to the land full of great fishes. And hundred and fifty and three. Sounds like a good day. Hundred and fifty three fish. Hundred and fifty three fishes. And for there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and die. And none of the disciples just ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. <laughs> Jesus said, Cometh and taketh bread and giveth him. And the fish likewise. This is now the third time which Jesus showed himself to his disciples. And after that, he was risen from the dead. So when they were dying, Jesus said unto Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Lovest thou me more than these? saith unto him yea Lord thou knowest that I love you he saith unto him feed my lambs 
said it unto him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love you. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him a third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love them. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Would you stand tonight? Are you hungry for what God has for you? Are you really, truly hungry for what God has for you? Let me say, sometimes the crumbs are enough. Sometimes we get the loaf. And that's good. That's great to see miracles and people filled with the Holy Ghost. see signs and wonders and all the miraculous things happen. But just like the people that surrounded Jesus that the woman had to press her way through. The same question was posed to Peter. Do you love me? What type of a question is that? Lord, you know I love you. Do you really love me, Peter? God, I've been with you. I followed you. Oh, what else do you want me to do? What else is there to do? Plan of salvation has come. You died. You rose again. You did exactly what you said you would do. All the scripture has been fulfilled. What else is there? Lord, you know I love you. Jesus has asked them again. Do you love me? If you do, you'll feed my sheep. You see, Peter and the disciples that were with him, they had meat. They had the meat before they cast their nets on the other side of the boat. They had what it was that people were going to live off of. Feed my sheep. Are you hungry? Have you come in this place tonight? I know there's a lot of people at different levels in the Lord, and that's great. I believe that's the way it's supposed to be. People being born and people dying. That's life. I mean, I don't expect a newborn Christian to know as much as pastor. That's okay. They'll get there. But the thing about my youngest daughter, that's true with me. So we both get hungry at times. She eats a lot more, a lot more times than I do during the day. Because it's needed to sustain her. And it's little portions. It's amazing. Four or five ounces can fill her little tank for just a few more hours. But me, I've already lost you. 
It takes a lot to feed me. I want more than just meat. I want potatoes. I want macaroni and cheese. And I want green beans. And I want rolls. My wife asks me all the time, please come up with something else to eat. I need something else to cook. But I know what it is that I like. But I'll tell you, spiritually, we get to the same point. This is all I want. God, you just keep blessing my finances. You keep, you keep feeding me this good word. God, it's, it's all right if you never prick my heart. Just, just feed me, God. Just sustain me. And, and every once in a while, let me see a Holy Ghost shout down. Lord, I, I don't want the whole loaf. It's our obligation to help feed the needy. Feed his sheep. Feed his sheep. Do you know what it takes to be saved? I'm going to open these altars. Do you know what it takes to be saved? Really simple. Really, really simple. All it takes is a repentant heart. To repent and ask God to forgive you for all of your sins. That's it. And he's faithful and just to forgive you. Just like that. God will forgive you. He's already died. The, the, the offering's already been made. He already took the stripes. He already was nailed to the cross. He was already put in the tomb. He already rose again. All of that's been done. So if you ask for forgiveness and you mean it from your heart instantly, boom, your need is met. Then it takes a baptism. It takes a burial. Scripture said that we must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. This water baptism is, is essential. It, it's what is going to take us there. Amen. And not just any old baptism in any, any just specific way or any, any old way. It takes a specific way. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. There was no contrast in Scriptures. It all said the same thing. Then it's to be born again of the Spirit. Just as easy as repentance. Just as easy as the, as, as the baptism. Just that easy. All you got to do is do just like the woman did. Make your way through the crowd. Through the church folks. Find yourself at the feet of Jesus. And even if he doesn't speak, when you call, worship him. Worship him. You can provoke him by your worship. And let me tell you this. If you've repented of your sins, there's nothing separating you from God. There's nothing separating you from receiving the Holy Ghost. All you have to do is raise your hands and worship him and tell him, God, I need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I want to be born again. I want to have your spirit living inside of me. I don't want to be governed by just myself anymore. But Lord, I want you making my decisions for me. Lord, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for your word. Hallelujah. I wonder if there would be just one tonight that would say, I'm hungry. I don't care if it comes with pickles on it and I don't like pickles. Amen. I know that's funny. Uh, some people will say, I would get the Holy Ghost if I don't have to speak in tongues. I don't like mustard on it. Just 
That's how it comes. You won't get it if you're just picky. If you're not hungry, you're not going to receive it. But if you're really hungry, if you really hunger and thirst after the Lord, you will be filled. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands to the Lord? God, we love you. Lord, let me to be hungry for your word. Let me to be hungry for what you would have for me. God, I know sometimes it's okay if I settle for the crumbs. And I know, Lord, sometimes it's all right just to sustain me and just to get me over the hump when I feel like I've had a dry spell, Lord. And I, and I, I thank you for those times. But, Lord, tonight I'm ready for a loaf experience. I don't just want leftovers. God, I just don't want somebody's secondhand miracle. Lord, I don't want to receive the Holy Ghost just because somebody else got it first. But, Lord, I'm hungry for your word. I'm hungry for a move of you in my life. I'm hungry for your word. I'm hungry, God. I'll take it however you have to give it, Lord. I'll take it. I'll take it. Lord, I don't care if you're just going to, uh, if you'll just make the devil subside in my daughter, God. Just, just, you just say the word. Say the word, God. I'm hungry just for anything. Just give me a crumb. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.